Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senior. It's a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of my own bedroom because I have COVID, etc., uh, etc. Et the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, where I'm pumped back to and where voices are merged together. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You're going to go with Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe, candidates for governor in Virginia. Who freaking cares? What? I don't care. I don't what? care at all. Are you senile? We've been discussing for weeks how long this matters. I have it's been discussing how it does so much. I have been discussing how it doesn't matter. It doesn't it indicate is, anything. It is the uh, the spectacles that will clear our vision of the future. I don't give a crap. All y'all want to live your life that way, like the next election somehow makes your life. That's fine. That's fine. Cable news likes it. Seems to work for like a hundred thousand people for per show, but I just don't care. I care Can about I... policy. I care about things happening. But who wins what election? Don't freaking care. Can Don't a guy care. who has openly advocated teaching racism in schools, then lied about it, then told parents to their faces their opinion doesn't matter, can he get elected? I care about that, speaking for myself. I guess we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> um, we'll find out what? I mean, I care. I think it's important. I think it's really important. Well, if a state is, uh, you know, heavily populated with enough people of one side, you can do almost anything. See California. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. Can a guy go out to dinner uh, without a mask with rich friends um, while telling all of us we have to stay home and get elected? Yeah, you can in California. Does that mean anything for the, the rest of the country? No. Counterpoint. Can a... Formerly purple state that's gone notably blue embrace progressive policies that are so repugnant to the public that they swing back red. Here's all I know uh, about this is for eight years of Arnold Schwarzenegger being governor in a California in a state I live in, the national media was so far off base. Ugh. And their analysis of that and how it related to the rest of the country, I'm yes. willing to assume that it's true for all the other states. They if looked I at lived a tiger Virginia, and called it a dolphin. If I lived in Virginia, I'd have a completely different view. But I don't live in Virginia. In fact, I live about as far as from Virginia you can you can get without being in the ocean. So, Speaking of dolphins. <laughs> it's the COVID. It is the COVID. Coronavirus. Come on. Come on, Dr. Cardi. Oh, she was doing her rounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> Empty in bedpans. It's funny that we made that joke for a year and a half, like, ha, 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 and then I got the COVID. It's not funny now, is it? Yeah, it's still pretty funny. Yeah, kind of funny. It's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just was reading something really interesting about the rest of the world has taken it seriously, I guess. The link between obesity and dying from COVID. Oh, it's unmistakable. It's undeniable. Yeah, and uh, Bill Maher, um, we've played a bunch of clips where he he says, hey, everybody, is nobody paying attention to this? And, and for whatever reason, the United States, we haven't, or our media hasn't paid much attention to it. And the rest of the world has, I guess. In lots of countries, they have 
for instance, banned junk food and all kinds of different things. Not in favor of that. No, I'm not either. Um, but they've just taken it very seriously with the public health messaging on healthy eating and, 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 and like I said, outright, outright bans of junk food sales to children. And the junk food industry in the United States had been bracing for a backlash, assuming that the top government officials would be coming for action in the aftermath of the pandemic. So they're preparing their messaging and, and how they are going to craft things, you know, and put another leaf or, uh, you know, what are the, some of the things they do on packaging that's so hilarious? Lots of leaves and oats and stuff like that to make it seem like it's <laughs> right. a healthy product and it's got just as much sugar and crap as anything else. Anyway, they're getting ready for that and no backlash came. There was no system-wide backlash to uh, to our eating habits. The well, United that's States because we, we don't have fat shaming. We can't allow fat shaming. Kind of interesting, though, isn't it, that other developed countries said, whoa, wow, people who are overweight are dying from this thing like crazy. It's practically an obese person's disease. Yeah. Look at our eating. In the United but- States, we said, yeah, well. <laughs> Very nice, Michael. A little radio theater there. In the U.S., we said, yeah, well, I don't really want to change my eating habits, so. And what we talk about something else. Well, and or I hadn't thought of that connection for quite a while. I mean, we played a clip, I guess it was yesterday, Mara was talking about uh, the concept of fat shaming. It's not fat shaming to say you're more likely to die of COVID if you're overweight or obese. That's... That's, I think it's a sign of some sort of, it fits the greater picture of American decadence. We're so mm. self-indulgent and so self-satisfied and kind of smug um, and, and so, I don't know, so soft, literally and figuratively, <laughs> that if somebody suggests to us, hey, that's really unhealthy, that can have uh, repercussions, we take it as some sort of attack on our, our, our humanity, which is idiotic. Yeah, you're right about the decadence part. We like our decadence. Yeah, we do. I'll tell you what. I, I, I'll tell you what I'm dealing with. I uh, A short story long. Uh, so I had a doctor's appointment the other day, and they wouldn't see me in person because I had the sniffles. And that's a topic I'd like to pursue in a, in a few minutes, maybe during mailbag. But uh, because I own a blood pressure cuff, I thought, you know, before I have my teleconference with the doctor, I ought to take my blood pressure just to, you know, report on it. Because every time I've gone to the doctor or whatever, they've taken my blood pressure, and I've had several appointments for different things. It's, it's been fantastic. It's been a few months, but it's been super low. It's been great. And I took it the other day, and I was like, holy crap, what? So I took it again. It was every bit as bad. And I mentioned that to the doctor, and I said, that, you know, and then I followed up the next day. It's terrible. It's high. It's as high as it's been in ages, and I'm on medication. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, a significant amount of medic- medication. And here's your, here's your freaking fat shaming. I allowed myself to get fat. I'm several pounds up from where I've been, which is several pounds up from where I ought to be. You mentioned, I, that, you mentioned that yesterday, I think, I, in a I know, hilarious I, I, fashion. I stopped doing cardio specifically. I'm really active. I get physical activity seven days a week, but I haven't been doing that heart-lung training, okay? Number three, I've been drinking too much and pretending like, you know, the the medical knowledge of the world doesn't apply to me because the last several times I'd gone to the doctor, my blood pressure was great. Well, evidently, you know, I've done enough damage or undone enough good recently that we're, we're at DEFCON 1. So, anyway, time it's to DEFCON reform. 1. It's absolutely DEFCON 1. Oh, yeah. It is It is hardcore. So, anyway, the idea that you are somehow done a favor 
by ignoring the realities of your physical being is is beyond idiotic. It's like it's almost murderous. It's almost insidious, like somebody is trying to do you harm. Now, I'm not up for calling people fatty, fatty, two by four because they're overweight or something like that. You know, uh, I'm not approach. Or, or, you know, <laughs> or, you know, any woman who's above a size six needs to prance around naked until she loses the weight. I'm not, I'm not, not, I mean, you yeah, gotta make all clothes for bigger people. Exactly. Exactly. But the, 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 the very idea of fat shaming is so sick. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get that impulse. It, I guess it's people who can't take hard truths about themselves becoming evangelists for the idea i guess it's as close as i can come hmm. anyway get your blood pressure checked my friends do it regularly it gets out of control as it turns out so again the the the, the bad food industry was braced for the attack thinking oh boy we got to get our ducks in a row here they come and they because never came. of the obvious connection yes and they never came like we never made a big deal out of it interesting it's like there's um, an explosion in lung cancer, and Big Tobacco says, uh-oh. Nobody ever brings it up. Right. Uh, let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, November 2nd, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go. Officially, now, according to FCC, rules and regs at Mark. Please sit down. I apologize for keeping you waiting. We were uh, playing with elevators. <laughs> Long story. At any rate, good evening. Trouble with the old elevator. It happens. Playing with elevators. Long Moving story. up. Moving yeah. down. <laughs> it's hard to That's say. the way they work. That's really the whole elevator thing. <laughs> in a nutshell, right there. Stuck in an elevator, evidently. <laughs> We've got a new uh, Joe Biden language thing. Is it fair or not? We'll get to that later. It's always a bit of a head scratcher with old Joe. Obviously, the let's go Brandon thing rolls on. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's terrific. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I wish we had <laughs> Oh, geez. Wish we had an hour for it. Fantastic. <laughs> the depth, the width. Oh, just... please, the width. That's the problem. <laughs> Again. <laughs> we got lots of stuff that we can get to. Um The uh the president over there in Europe falling asleep. A lot of comedians had jokes on that last night, so we'll be sprinkling those throughout the show. Oh, <laughs> unfortunate. Unfair. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad about making fun of that because I would have fallen asleep in that situation, too. Oh, please. At, at age 30, I would have fallen. At age 18, I would have fallen asleep in that situation. So. Taking a nap. Exactly. <laughs> I'd have just announced to the hall, hey, hey, grabbing a little snooze over here. Anything important happens, let me know. I'd have just yeah. laid my head down. Because <laughs> somebody take some notes for me? Thank you. Hey, Bulgaria, could you take some notes? <laughs> Thank you. Lay my head down just for a second. Uh, all that stuff on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some of my favorite thinkers think 
The country chanting, let's go, Brandon, is a big deal. And bad for the country. Some of my favorite thinkers think it's not. So um, I don't know where I am on this. So more on that coming up. Also, this is pretty big news. This is just out. Yahoo has announced they're pulling out of China due to a difficult business environment. I consider that really good news. and I hope that's the first of many American companies to pull out of China and decouple. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have comments. Uh, having followed that story, I will withhold them for now. Awesome. Uh, do, we have, do we have that clip we were talking about coming up with? We were going to come back with it. The Mar thing? The shaming thing? What Before now? mailbag? Yeah. Hmm? Doesn't matter. We can do it later. Uh, here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Fife and drum. Love the fife and drum. Once again, Benny Franklin. Only his closest friends called him Benny. Consider myself one. Boy, could those school board members and other would-be despots we keep hearing from stand to hear and heed this one, writes Roy. Quoting Ben, in free governments, the rulers are the servants, and the people, their sovereigns and superiors. That is definitely not worth, That is, I'm sorry, that is definitely not what uh, school board members think who say, F you, under their breaths, and oh, God, oh. here we go again, as parents stand up to speak. Yeah. God <clears throat> dang it. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Any school board member that has adopted that attitude has been there too long or had the wrong attitude to start with. Get them out. Yeah, yeah. Mailbag. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Keep it brief if you can, please. Uh Shelly says, it's not fat shaming. How about the truth? It's fact shaming. That's what's happening. uh, I see what you did there. That's good. (laughs) Dear A&G writes, Bert, hope you'll make some stuff with 897 printed on it in digital numbers. 897 can be said anywhere, anytime when written in digital numbers is hilarious. Turned upside down. Wait a minute. Let me, let me turn that upside down. Ooh, it spills out LGB. <laughs> 897 code for Let's Go Brandon. Wow. So now we've got a code for a code for a code. Let's Go Brandon. What's, what's the Hitler thing the neo-Nazis use? 88 I don't know. You tell me, Joe. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I can't. I think it's 88 for 88 or something like that. Anyway, 897. Is that right? 897. LGB upside down. There you go. And you tried how about, to trick me. Are you, you're an FBI agent, aren't you? You're wearing a wire. You're like all those guys <laughs> that are in the January 6th thing. So what's the, what's the, what's the whole Nazi Hitler code thing again, Jack? You have that off <laughs> Nazi the top Germany. of your head? Hey, and, and Bert, why don't you try, uh, five eight zero zero eight as any schoolboy can tell you now well, why don't you just try it five eight zero zero eight you'll enjoy yeah. that one i'm sure that's funny my 11 year old hit me with some of the things you can spell on a calculator upside down the other day and i thought wow timeless it's still something absolutely after, uh, timeless yeah yeah teat how about that um, deer on the right track charles how about paul in frisco texas right gentlemen I need an LGB theme song ringtone for my phone ASAP. And when I receive a text, I would like my phone to announce, I'm Joe Biden, and I've forgotten this message. <laughs> As it says at the end of that delightful little parody song we played yesterday. Uh, continuing with the Brandon observations. Boz in Wichita. That's where we started our careers together, beautiful Wichita, Kansas. 19, that was, uh, that was a fine time. 
I'll probably be there soon for a family Christmas, I'm guessing. Excellent. Terrific. Say hello to Wichita for me. It's been ages. My first kid was born there. It lives close to my heart, even though I never go. Uh, let's see. I carved three pumpkins for Halloween saying LGB. Got nothing but positive comments about the <laughs> political jack-o'-lanterns now. What kind of time is this? Oh, wow. I was originally going to carve Batacatacafcare, but I couldn't find a pumpkin large enough. Batacatacafcare. I wore my LGB T-shirt out shopping, got a half dozen nice shirt type comments and a lot of uh, uh, big grins. One old guy who had to be 80 walked by me and quietly said, LGB. I believe the Southwest pilot was misquoted. He actually said, let's go Braniff, referring to the plane in front of him that was holding up takeoffs. A hot mic moment. Years in next nestle rent, <laughs> boss in Wichita, <laughs> boss. Oh my God! Keep them coming, brother. Oh my goodness! Come on, he's with himself. Let's see. Roy writes, catching up. <laughs> Excuse me, let me cough. I have just the final vestiges of a cold. Catching up via podcast. Heard uh, the conversation with Steve Hilton about mask mandates, etc. I love uh, Mark Stein, who's been talking so, arguing so eloquently about the overreach and unconstitutionally, uh, unconstitutionality of various policies. Um, how about that, that they're uh, a Brit and a Canadian educated in the U.S.? Those who come here for freedom are so much more appreciative than the fat, lazy, overly nurtured masses. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, there's a little fat shaming there, and I don't approve, Roy. If you miss an hour, get the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Reported the statistic that 78% of the people who died or were hospitalized with COVID were overweight. That's not fat shaming. That's fat splaining. <laughs> it's what It's what the CDC should be doing. And this is the essence of why word inflation is a problem. You can try to change reality by changing the words, but you can't. It just stops you from dealing with it. Hey, no. Heavy man, heavy. Um, Speaking of heavy, you know, Bill Maher is a very skinny man. That message would be uh, easier to take coming from a burly fellow. <laughs> yeah, he's a vegan also. Um, oh, even worse. Should we be laughing at people saying, let's go, Brandon, or even chanting F. Joe Biden at football games? Should we? More on that coming up in a bit. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I know what my answer is. <laughs> anyway, uh, Supreme <laughs> Court. Oh, man, they're taking it on. They're dealing with abortion this month. There's going to be a big, that big Mississippi case. Uh, coming up, I think, when did they say? In a couple of weeks, they're going to hear the yeah, arguments? First, first week of December, they're getting into that, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, yeah, But uh, right now, yeah, yesterday, they're drawing about the Texas law, SB8, or the Texas Heartbeat Act, which went into effect a couple of months ago and is the most stringent in the nation. What's really interesting about this case, and as Jack has pointed out, it's been just almost hilariously misreported by the media as the Supreme Court has been deciding when to deal with this law and, and, and whether to issue an injunction against its enforcement and the rest of it, uh, the media it keeps asking, uh, I'm sorry, keeps acting like the conservative majority keeps ruling in favor of draconian 
restrictions against abortion, which is not true at all. This is a very odd law. It bars doctors from knowingly performing an abortion if there is a detectable fetal heartbeat, uh, which the law defines to include early cardiac activity in the embryo and does not contain exceptions for rape or incest. The weird part is that state officials don't enforce it. The cops don't enforce it. The secretary of what's-its doesn't enforce it. What happens is anybody, anybody can sue the doctor for performing an abortion and get uh, 10000 at least $10,000 in damages. If I think <clears throat> the neighbor girl and her boyfriend got pregnant and I think she got an abortion, I could, just as a dude, it's been kind of keeping an eye on them, I could be the one that comes forward and sue the abortion provider or anyone who aided the abortion. Yeah. That, that is, is an correct. interesting idea. Right. Or a and, complete uh, stranger. Maybe you would hire an army of uh, all right. uh, numbskulls to just monitor clinics and uh, take pictures of people, do a Google search, and then just from the privacy of your own office, sue everybody all the time. And many of my favorite conservatives find this to be a horror as uh, a precedent. Yeah, as do I. California has a similar rule. Um, it's the, uh, the unruh something to, it's the Americans with Disabilities Act. The long and short of it is, there's no authorities who go around checking businesses. There are private parties who zoom around checking businesses. And if they find your guardrail is an eighth of an inch off, they will threaten you with a lawsuit. You and you is frequently immigrants with poor English spill skills and little grasp of our legal system. You will gladly though terrified, write them a check for $10,000, $15,000 just to go away, just to, quote-unquote, settle the lawsuit. It's become an enormous extortion racket. Anyway, having said that, uh, they had the oral arguments yesterday in the Supreme Court, um, and in spite of what you have heard over and over again, that the conservative majority is going to immediately institute a complete lockdown on abortion rights and send people into back alleys, and it's the handmaid's tale, and they'll support SB-8. Uh, there was a lot of skepticism. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett, the court's newest member, potentially pivotal vote, made early comments that questioned the propriety of the law. The state law, she said, may not, may not allow abortion providers to make a full defense in state court if they get sued. Well, you said two things that aren't related, which I know you know, but okay. most people don't know, I don't think. The conservatives on the court could throw out this entire Texas thing. It doesn't have anything to do with what they feel about Roe versus Wade. Correct. Zero. Right. Zero. Not an indication of anything. No, it has only to do with people's rights to be defended and defend themselves in courts and not be the subject of, say, keep this in mind. Uh, Al, the abortion doctor, uh, he, uh, he performs an abortion on a woman who asks for it. He could be sued by two people or 10 or 750, one after the other, one per week for the next 750 weeks in this Texas law. Let me tell you. Not because I know, but because I'm really good at taking in information from other people who are smarter than me. Um, e even if you hear in the media that, oh, my God, the Supreme Court shot down the Texas law, giving hope to people who want. No, it's got nothing to do with that December case where they're going to take a look at Roe versus Wade. Zero. They're unrelated. Right. 
Right. And the law was designed this way specifically to make it uh, impossible for the courts to overturn it because the courts, they can't enjoy, they can't prevent the state from enforcing something the state doesn't enforce. It's just private parties. So anyway, uh, some of the quotes are really interesting, though, and, and we won't get too far into the legal weeds, I promise you, but Brett Kavanaugh, remember him? Back alley abortions, gays, back in the closet, gang rape, etc. He cited a brief in support of the abortion clinics that was filed by Second Amendment advocates who warned that other states could follow Texas and effectively nullify other constitutional rights. Whether you consider abortion a legit constitutional right or not, we'll put aside for the moment, uh, just because the the, uh, Second Amendment folks filed this brief, um, such as protections for gun ownership. Justice Samuel Alito, another member of the court's conservative wing, voiced early resistance to the abortion provider's challenge. He suggested that traditional legal rules under Texas law uh, already could effectively restrict a wave of private lawsuits, no matter what the new law encourages them to do. But other justices seem to strongly disagree, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it is it is a rather complicated and interesting question of whether you can pass a law that the that the person who feels victimized by they have no recourse in a state court and it would appear oh and and some of the other conservative justices you know i had it in another article but you can take my word for it they they said essentially uh wait a minute just because you designed a a clever new way a, a brilliant way i think might have been Amy Coney. Somebody called it genius. They said, just because you came up with an ingenious way to get around people's constitutional rights doesn't mean we got to sit here and say checkmate and put up with it. You know, well, if you found a way to prevent people from enjoying their constitutional rights, we're going to crush it, you know, no matter what it takes, in essence. So this one, overreported, misreported, really a quirky and interesting legal question for people who are into that sort of thing. Wait for the Mississippi law. But it's not about Roe versus Wade. Wait for the Mississippi law. Right. We've got uh, one of those cases that happened down there where a woman woke up from a coma with a New Zealand accent. It's a charming accent if you're going to wake up from a coma with an accent. She's walking down the street. She gets hit by a car. Sent into a coma. Really bad shape. Wakes up from her coma after a couple of months, I think it was. Yikes. With a New Zealand accent, she's never been to New Zealand. That's curious. It's always curious to me. I don't get how it's even possible. Our brain does not have stored in the background somewhere all the accents of Earth. It wouldn't make any sense from any thing that I know about the way humans learn. <laughs> well, I can recognize a Kiwi accent. I can't do it. Um, it, it seems exceedingly odd that all of a sudden you'd have it down. People study for years to, to perfectly pull off languages and accents. Or you're immersed in that population and you just kind of get it that way. Yeah, but even then, it's not easy. It's one of those quirks of the brain, man. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Oh, speaking of which, New Zealand, at least it's Australia. English. At least it's English. Those people who wake up from a coma and they're speaking Czechoslovakian or Czech, I guess now. Um, uh, you know, but it's an I, it's an accent because they do. Uh, uh, yeah, clearly they speak English. Now, yeah. if you could like go full Rosetta Stone and 
wake up speaking, you know, fluent French or something like that. That'd be interesting. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It's so insane. can you hit me with a smaller car and I go back to English or how do you fix that? I don't know. Just a charming British accent or something. Punch me in the face and <laughs> British punch me in the face again. Irish. Hey, let's hold there. That's kind of charming. I'm good. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she, she seems like she's going to be okay. Boy, is Australia struggling with the COVID thing. They they decided, like China, China and Australia and New Zealand were going to go zero COVID. There are a couple others. I think Singapore tried that, too. And now they're they're trying to come out of it. And with the Delta going around, I, I just think I think they just have a delayed slam coming. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, the Delta variant almost killed a lion at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C., the uh, wow. Delta variant got into the lion somehow, and it barely made it. But got to mask up those lions right away. And that stupid lion was taken horse paste. Oh no, not a Trump voter! <laughs> Unbelievable! How embarrassing! Um, so should you be ashamed of saying "Let's go, Brandon," or even the the more coarse version uh, "FYB"? Well, those are different questions, but I won't jump the gun. We'll, uh, we'll touch on those briefly when we come back, see where you fit in there. Uh, Should I line... feel bad, you're asking? <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I don't get the sense you feel very bad. That's just <laughs> the way it looks to me. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Things got off to a rocky start this morning for the president. During the conference's opening speeches, it looked like Biden started dozing off. You know that staffer was sent in with absolutely zero information on his phone. <laughs> and just get in, get in there and wake him up. Well, what am I going to say? I don't know, Carl. You work it out. <laughs> In Biden's defense, he is conserving energy, and that is what the conference is all about. (laughs) Sorry, I was uh, just just dreaming of a a future where we no longer rely on fossil fuels. (laughs) 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 So, uh, to me, it's it's beyond a doubt that he was about either dozed off or was about to doze off during the conference. There. is some question, did they send that young staffer person over to wake him up? I think it's probably a pretty good guess, yes, right? Oh, yeah. Not yeah, to wake definitely. him up, sir, you're falling asleep, but to interrupt him so that he would wake up. Sure. Which is uh, kind of interesting. He's had fewer press conferences, taken fewer trips, taken fewer questions than Trump, Obama, anybody in recent memory. So they're protecting him because he's he's old and fragile. And well, and it, it was uh, there are pictures emerged yesterday or the day before that he carries around uh, cheat sheets with pic- people's pictures and that sort of thing. Um, I would probably need that too, especially you know as a newly elected president. But he uses cheat sheets a lot. He can't remember what he's supposed to remember. It's just obvious. So, uh, a lot of talk about the uh, let's go Brandon or F. Joe Biden. So, um, I think grown-ups can recognize that you can think something is funny and inappropriate, both, right? You could laugh at something and think it's inappropriate. If I were at a football game and the whole crowd is chanting F. Joe Biden, I would think it was funny. 
I'd also wish that it wasn't happening, and I don't think it's good for society. Is that sure? People frequently be- laugh when they're shocked or or think something's inappropriate. It's a natural human reaction, which would be scolds and 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 uh, fundamentalists like to overlook is their. Uh, canceling people. But. And then the let's go Brandon that the left is saying is just code for a more vulgar. Well, it is, but it's also just funny, right? That. Yeah. So anyway. Well, yeah. So one of your left blue check marks was going on and on about how uh, how awful this all is. And Matt Taibbi, who he quoted from quite a bit yesterday in Substack, he used to, does he still write for Rolling Stone or did he leave Rolling Stone? Anyway. I think he's totally gone now. Um, He said, it's baffling that it's this hard for people to understand. I don't care. Who says what about any president? I think most politicians are terrible, but pundits can't laud celebrities as moral giants for F-bombing the president, President Trump, and like 10 minutes later shriek, let's go Brandon is verbal terrorism. (laughs) To the response of, well, in all seriousness, does it matter to you that Trump deserves to be told F you because of his blah, 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 blah. See, that's the problem. Each side always says, well, this is different because... That guy, well, you could easily make the argument, Joe Biden is passing things, he has stated are unconstitutional, and then he goes around the Constitution. Sure. All right. Trying to turn America into a a France-like welfare state that will do enormous damage to millions of people for generations, maybe centuries to come. If that's not worth being mad at a guy, what is? So then there's that there's that angle of it. And then there is um, Kevin Williamson, who's a guy we like around here, writes for National Review. He got fired from the Atlantic before he ever wrote a piece. (laughs) Because Because the listeners were so shocked you hired a conservative. They're evil. He was responding to, and we, we don't do a lot of this, and we're probably not going to do a lot of this, this pundit on pundit back and forth. There are a whole bunch of people in America who live in really small worlds of arguing with each other, and most of these people, most of you have never heard of because you're, like, living your regular life. But and this good is, for you. Yeah, and good for you. But this is a guy named Kevin Williamson arguing with his good friend, also at National Review, Charlie Cook, who had written a piece about how much he loves the whole Let's Go Brandon thing. <laughs> mm, conservative on conservative violence. Man. And his friend, they even do a podcast together. They're such friends. Kevin Williamson wrote to him, Charlie, here's something I don't write very often. You could not be more wrong about this. You could not be more wrong if you were trying to be wrong. The F. Joe Biden stuff matters, not because the president is a special, magical person, but because of what it says about us as a people generally and as conservatives in particular. It matters a hell of a lot more what kind of people we are than whether the top tax rate is 39 percent or 37 and a half percent. He goes on to say the back half of our magazine, the National Review, is called Books, Arts and Manners with manners, their meaning, not exactly adequate, but etiquette but the older sense of the word manner of living as in manners those manners matter among other things they make a big difference between citizens and a mob which is what people chanting profanities and insults in unison are he goes on along those uh, lines but yeah well uh, you know i appreciate the sentiment on the other hand I think you're being a little precious, a little pinky teacup holding Washington intellectual Salani. And I say that with great affection for Kevin Williamson uh, as a thinker. Um, meanwhile, out here in the hinterlands, we are buffeted by politics. We, we don't feel like we control politics the way Washington intellectuals do. People feel 
policy washing over them, and they feel like they have very little say over it at times. And to get to a college football game or whatever and chant something naughty, it's fun. It, it It's an expression of the way you feel. It's a venting. It's a coming together with people. I don't like F. Joe Biden, but Let's Go Brandon is freaking funny. It's, <laughs> it's, it's that venting and that expression without the rudeness, and it's harmless. LGB! <laughs> Let's that's, go, Brandon. That's one of the that's one of the greatest things of all time, and we have it linked at ArmstrongandGetty.com if you haven't heard it. All I know is it seems to be pretty clear. You can see it on a on a on a curve. The devolution of our, our our political commentary from from you lie back in the day when Obama was given the State of the Union address through candidates starting to call each other liars to just constantly calling each other liars and, and and Russian agents and stuff like that and F this and F that and just where does it end? Ted yeah, Cruz I, I saying it, of Eric Swalwell yesterday, you lie constantly when you're not sleeping with Chinese spies. Right. That I, I kind of chuckle at that and then move on to the next thing. It doesn't even really stand out as unique. It wasn't very many years ago. That would have been amazing for a U.S. senator to say that about a colleague in Congress. Just absolutely amazing. Now it's just kind of, well, it's just what we do. Yeah, this sort of thing ebbs and flows, I think. Politics becomes more populist and and more shouting mobbish. And then it gets a little more intellectual and policy-based. Then it goes back and forth. It'll be fine. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) <laughs> I hope you're right. I'm not I'm not sure how often we make good decisions when we're in shouting mob mode. Oh, not often. Not often. We're venting. Armstrong and Getty.